day, nerds. Welcome to the Multiverse of Entertainment podcast. This is the podcast where we dive into the multiverse of movies and TV shows and check out the good, the bad, and the damn right ugly. My name is James. Welcome to the show. And this week, it's episode 29. 29 of these beauties. And what a good one we've got today. We are talking men in black. Uh, before we get off, uh, I'd like to say thank you very much for uh, last week's, the last two week episodes of the podcast. Uh, as you guys know, I was away at the EGX event in London last weekend, which is really rad, really, really good fun. First time ever going to like a games convention. I've been to like Comic Cons before, but I've never been to a games convention and it was lit it was so so good uh great to meet a lot of people there uh some people i've met there during the eject community night a few weeks ago and uh, a few other people i've met in between and meeting there the fir- for the first time ever so thank you very much for making the event so much fun for me i really really enjoyed it um and i'm definitely looking forward to the next egx when that comes around next year so last week uh, I made before I went I made two episodes uh, I made episode twenty seven which is all about Rush Hour and episode twenty eight which was all about the Strike It Lucky TV show from the eighties and nineties and I would just like to say uh, I checked in my analytics this week and my mind was blown away uh, the rush particularly with the Rush Hour episode. Now, I didn't think that I thought this this one was going to be quite a popular uh, topic to talk about because Russia was amazing. Everybody loves Jackie Chan. Everyone loves Chris Tucker. But wow, uh, coming back from EGX, checking the analytics and the video, the YouTube video of Russia has gathered as we're speaking now over 900 views in a week. And I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, that's not, that's not much. But for me, uh, that is a hell of a lot because uh, Open All Hours was the highest rated episode on YouTube. And now Rush Hour is the highest rated uh, video on YouTube. So I just like to say thank you all so much for that. I do appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad you guys have taken the time out to have a look. Uh, it doesn't matter how lo- if you've listened to the episode, listened to the entire episode, or like 10, 15 minutes of it, or even two minutes of it. I really do. All the views count, so I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, don't forget, guys, to... I know I usually do my plugs at the end of the podcast, but please, please, please go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you listen to this on my YouTube channel right now, hit the subscribe button hit the likes as well the likes help with the algorithm comment as well i will comment on i I will read comments on the show right here and uh even if it's questions i'll just say oh i like this podcast so oh oh, if i if you don't like this podcast hey i really hate this podcast so thank you very much you know uh i do appreciate you guys doing that so without further ado we'll get on with this week's episode i uh, just wanted to get that out of the way uh this week my friend sassy bear clarence is joining me and uh he well sassy bear clarence is gonna be joining me the next uh couple of weeks he's uh, a guest on three or four episodes uh, of the podcast so it's not just me that's gonna be talking it's gonna be him as well which is great so he's joining me on this episode and we're gonna crack on with it now where 
we are talking men in black which originally came out in the u.s in theaters on july 2nd of 1997 wow so long ago enjoy the episode guys let's go episode 29 and uh the main man is back taking time out of his business schedule as of recording this is this friday the 20th of october obviously and by the time you hear this on monday he would have previously have uh wrestled at falling star wrestling's burning heart uh, event. I was going to say pay-per-view. It's not a pay-per-view. You can't buy it anywhere. <laughs> Unless you buy a ticket and be there in person. And uh, we, don't, we don't know by the by uh, the recording this, I don't know if he's won or lost. Uh, Sassy Bear Clarence, I'd just like to say uh, as Monday comes along, either congratulations on winning or unlucky for uh, for not winning. Uh, how you doing, dude? Are you ready to... Uh, uh, are you ready or how are you feeling or <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling pretty damn good if i'm honest i mean it's definitely been a while since we last uh recorded an episode on this podcast yeah I think the last, we have I think the last one was page master if i remember rightly yeah we, we, we were meant to we were meant to do the romeo and juliet uh episode but obviously um my bad because i'm a i'm an idiot uh we'd uh I didn't message you in time, <laughs> so I just recorded. So I left yeah, it a bit too I late. I saw the episode popped out and I thought, hang on. Wait a minute. <laughs> something, something's missing in this. <laughs> but no, honestly, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm glad to be back on the podcast. So yeah, I'm looking forward to today. And everybody's going to be very, very happy, I think, because uh, we get to hear your lovely voice for three episodes in a row, which is great. So... Um, I'll stop it, you. <laughs> oh, I know. I think I'm more excited than anybody. So, nice. when we have these episodes, because you always seem to land on the episodes that are really like the good ones. So, like going past, like, well, let's say good ones. I mean, there are some three. Well, there's one bad one, probably. Like, you know, we've had we've had Inspector Gadget with you, Orville, oh, Page yeah. Master. Um, Oh, there was a Super Mario Brothers movie as the well. Super Mario Brothers movie as well. So you, you, we've had we've had some good ones. We've had some pearlers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, and now we're lucky to have you for the next three weeks, which is great. That's, that's gonna be great. So we're talking uh, Men in Black. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Galaxy Defenders, as they say. Uh, shout out to the song. And um, like. I, I I don't know about you. I I I've we we've talked a bit, and we we've both seen the first one, the second. We both you've seen all three. I've only seen up to like two. I haven't seen the third one, but we'll talk about them. And before we start recording, you said like the first one was the better film than them all, and I think yeah. In in my honest opinion, like hands down, it's the better movie. I think good reason why. I feel is it's always that one I always go back to and watch, and I always enjoy it each time I go back and watch it. Second one I've completely forgotten about at this recording because it was a very not good follow up to the first movie. 
And the third one I've actually seen only once, and that was weirdly enough in cinemas. And even then, the only thing I remembered was the villain. And <laughs> everything, everything else, again, like the second movie, it was a bit of a blur. So didn't really do that well in that front. But yeah, I will honestly say, in regards to Men in Black as a series, um, yeah, the first movie, easily like the best one in the series. Definitely want to watch that too. I will say one thing, and I'm a bit of an underrated hidden gem was actually a animated TV series of Men in Black that they released, and that was actually quite this. good. Yes, I rem- I, re- I remember the animated series. The, the the animated series came out, what is it, a year after the Men in Random. Black movie came out? I'd say around about that sort of time. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I remember loving that, that show. Obviously, they yeah. had to be, like, kid-friendly yeah. and stuff like that, because... With us watching the show, there's a lot of like S bombs and what what not in this film. Oh, you know, it's a yeah. PG it's a PG thirteen like film, so you can get away with a couple of swear words here and there. Oh, and yeah. you know um and usually one F bomb in a PG thirteen mm-hmm. yeah, but there's no F bombs in this movie. This is quite a I think this is this can be a good family film, but with like how if you got younger kids, obviously watch it with adults. Um, yeah, you know, for for us of you in the UK, it was like a twelve rating, which is equal to a PG thirteen rating uh, in in the states. That time, yeah. yeah, and with this with this film, it, it came up. This film came out in nineteen ninety seven. So mm-hmm. if you think about uh, like. You know, we've got two great actors here. We've got Tommy Jones and we've got Will Smith. Okay. Yeah. And these two, these two guys are coming off mo- big franchise movies like Tommy uh, Tommy Jones is coming off uh, Batman Forever, is playing Harvey Two Face. Ah, Two Face. Yes. Yes. And uh, Will Smith is coming off of uh, the first Bad Boys film and Independent Ooh. and Independence Day as well. Ah. Gotcha, right. Which came out the year before. And th- this film is... Uh, I thought this film was an action film, but it- it's classed as a science fiction action comedy film. Uh, it- it- which hits hits the nail on the head on all three. And I, I, and I didn't know this, but th- this movie is based off uh, a comic series by Marvel. Marvel? Yeah, a Marvel comic series, apparently. Which I didn't really? know about. In doing my research. That's quite interesting. I had no idea Marvel even did a comic of this initially. That's no, neither did I. I mean, like, I, I don't know how old you were in 97, but I was seven years old. and I was... I'm trying to think. Um, so, what? So this was like July 97, so I probably would have been about... Either... Seven, I'd say as well oh we're about the same age are we i would say right i mean because if it had been in december i would have been eight ah but, okay okay right but okay. because this was like before december so i would have still been seven at that point yeah because this 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 film came out uh it was released in the state uh, i probably said this in the intro by the time this is recorded and set up uh july 2nd 1997 in the states so th- th- mm. this is uh this is a considered a summer film, uh, which we all know when there's a bunch of movies coming out in the summer of a certain year, they usually are some pretty banger ones. Oh yeah. Um. So 
for those of you who have never seen this film, I don't know why people haven't seen this film. Uh, Men in Black is a, uh, again, it's a science fiction action comedy film. It's on the series Marvel Comics. It was uh, uh, produced and distributed by Columbus Films and, and Sony Pictures as well. And uh, you've had you got you got you got really good writers. Ed Solomon's in uh, is the writer in this, and it stars an array of actors including Tom Lee Jones, Will Smith, um, Rip Torn as well. What a great name that is, Rip Torn. That like, sounds like a fucking wrestling name. It does sound like a wrestling name, but if if nobody knows who Rip Torn is, he is the uh, the wheelchair guy from uh, Dodgeball. Yeah, I I know the dude. I mean, he's been in a couple of other movies, mixture of good and unfortunately bad. But hey ho, can't win them all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a ray of good actors in this. So, you know, the film the film takes place in uh, around New. Everything happens in New York, right? Everything happens in New York. Uh, the plot is uh, two men, uh, two men in black suits at the start of the film. Agent K and Agent D interrupt a patrol, uh, a border patrol sting, and take one of the men attempted to cross the border, who is an extraterrestrial disguise named Mikey, who is this, ah. which it was just actually a funny scene. And K's trying to talk to him and say what's going on, but then a nosy police officer catches the alien. The alien goes mad, and then. K ultimately kills him surrounded by you know blue blood and wanna and wipes the guys wipes everybody's memories including yeah. uh Agent D's which is this is a kind of like a, a weird thing at the start of the film and then at the end of the film because it seems like everybody's like oh the stars are pretty aren't they oh yeah which is kind of like a a funny thing because i'm pretty sure in like an episode of the big bang theory while leonard howard and raj are stargazing the highest hell they look up at the stars they go the stars are pretty aren't they mm-hmm. <laughs> um but then it goes from that to uh all of a sudden fast-paced action with uh james daryl edwards the third aka uh will smith uh running down an alleged uh fleeing criminal and then re- the guy catches up with the criminal and then the guy jay uh jay, jay realizes he's not normal mm-hmm. and he gives him the, the criminal gives him a warning saying the world's gonna end and then you know it does like a shrug and then his eyes like blink a certain way which catches him off guard obviously the guy kills himself whatnot blah 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 and then uh James is then uh, encountered by Agent K, who Agent K then tries to recruit. And I, I think this is where the film starts getting, uh, the, the film starts picking up, where uh, K is trying to, K is trying to convince uh, J that the world, that aliens live among us, uh, which mm. J doesn't believe until a certain. I think they go into like a pawnbroker's shop, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pawn shop or something. Yeah, a pawn yeah. shop. And then the guy's like, oh, hi, Kay. How you doing? You know? And then tries, <laughs> tries to like not negotiate and gives him five seconds to say something or he's going to blow his head off, which he does in a in a funny scene. And Jay is like, you know, 
trying to arrest him, and the guy gets up and his head regrows. Yeah, that's the dude. Yeah, I, oh, what's his, what's the guy's name? It's it's uh... so the so the so the, so the character is called Jack Jeeves, but yeah. the gent- gentleman portraying it is a man by the name of Tony Shalhoub. I f- hope I'm pronouncing that name right. Isn't he? He's he's been in a fair few things, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he has been in a fair few things. So where we are, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. I'm just having a look at his resume. So yeah, he did Men in Black. Uh, I'm trying to think what other movies he did. Oh, he was in Galaxy Quest, which was okay. So he was Fred Quan in Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, for you. He was in the Spy Kicks movie. Yeah. Spy Kids movies. Yeah. Playing the role of Mr. Alexander Alex Minion. Oh, I know. Yeah, the the the, the thumb guy. Yeah, that, that's the one. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, I remember now. What a creepy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who has minions made out yeah. of thumbs? Do you know what I mean? Oh Christ! He apparently uh, was the voice for Splinter in the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies as well. Oh yeah, of course, because G- uh, James Avery's is. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, James Yeah, yeah. yeah, unfortunately. Um, Mm. so they go through that, and then uh, there's a scene in the film. There's a scene in this film, uh, where Key almost is just about convinced Jay to join the Men in Black, right? Mm -hmm. And he sits on the bench, which has now become like this TikTok meme. I don't know if you've seen it. But it's like this green screen me- meme now of J uh, of K walking away from J saying, "Oh yeah, it's uh, you know, it- it's something." And he turns around and goes, "If you're strong enough." And then Jay's just sitting there on the bench all night thinking. And then you get that beautiful like shot of New York with like the twin towers and everything like that still there. Yeah, which is really weird to say. You know, looking back on these like um. <laughs> yeah. On these movies, you see like um the twit. Oh, dude, I've actually got right. Um, peek behind the podcast. I've actually got those two films, um, in the backlog list, oh, wow. ready to do. And um, not to talk about them at the time, but mm. right now. But oof. do you know what? Th- those two films are really, really well made respected films okay mm. but it fuck me it's tough to watch Spe- especially uh flight ni- uh united 93 that uh, that film is very hard to watch mm. but we'll get to them another day this is a fun podcast not a sad podcast <laughs> um <laughs> but then you got jay then comes in then to um no not jay sorry it cuts to then to like this farm Hmm. Um, where a farmer and his wife are just arguing about, I don't know, what the fucking people argue about in the 90s, food? I don't know. Uh, in the Midwest, I mean, somebody will say, um, pigs, animals. And um, an alien spacecraft crash lands and tears his vehicle in half. Now, I didn't know this at the time, okay? But the guy, the farmer is none other than Vincent D'Onofrio, who plays 
kingpin in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at the moment. Oh. Or, or Private Pile. <laughs> from uh, <laughs> Private Pile from uh, Full Metal Jacket. He's a great actor, fantastic actor, really good bad nice. guy as well. Really good That's bad guy. Good. And That's pretty good. Yeah, and then he investigates and then he hears this like weird groaning voice. And mm. he's threatened with a shotgun and all of a sudden this big straight hand comes out of nowhere and like attacks him and you hear a ripping and you hear him scream and all of a sudden you see this like skin uh, on yeah. the floor and it gets dragged down and all of a sudden he comes back and he's like 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 his skin's hanging off you know it's uh, not him you know i do think this is nice this is a pg-13 1997 <laughs> film and i watched this we watched this at like seven years old this that part was like all right, that's that's disgusting. It's cool, but that's, it's disgusting. It, 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 I mean, it looks fucking amazing, but yeah, it does make your fucking skin crawl just oh. like seeing. And oh. yeah, but at this point, it's basically just this giant alien that's masquerading in his human skin. At this point, yeah, there is there is <laughs> one scene from him that for some reason it lives rent free in my brain, and it gives me a chuckle every time I quote it. I think it's the bit where he gets back into the house, and is is that his wife or something? Basically, ask him what he wants to drink, and then he's just like sugar, yeah, <laughs> and, and water. <laughs> and I just remember looking at that, and that made me sort of like cringe <laughs> as a kid. Because hilariously enough, uh, before this film came out, um, <laughs> just finishing a science lesson in school, dumb me for it'd be a great idea to just mix sugar and water and see what it tasted like. It was fucking vile. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, that so, was the next thing I was going to say. Like, when everybody watched this film, every seven-year-old, every kid that watched this movie, did anyone ever try sugar water? I tried it. I, yeah, I tried it. Never <laughs> nah. again. No, never again. Nah, 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 absolutely not. Like, So literally when I just saw him, just like, just down it like some fucking alcoholic with like alcohol. Like, oh, man. Like, no, like, I was very uneasy with this character, but I think, that was the point with the character, so... <laughs> yeah, oh, I was like, oh, that's disgusting. Nah. Like, yeah, no, never again. Um, <laughs> so then, he, he, the guy drinks the sugar water, and then where does he go? That he, and then it just cuts back to the um, agency then. Yeah. And you see uh, Will Smith staring at the building. Mm-hmm. He's just staring at it ominously, and he's looking at it going... Uh yeah, I'll go in. And he walks in, and uh, uh, this this must make me makes me laugh. With the men in black, there's always a guy sitting by the fan reading a newspaper. Yeah, I remember without without fail, without without fail. And then he walks in, and you know he he says, "Uh, "Somebody give me this card, elevator." And he just doesn't say anything else, like elevator. And Jay walks in, walks into the elevator, and Kay's there waiting for him. And expect this is not creepy at all, is it? It's like he's just sitting there. And it's like, yeah, he's coming. Can you imagine if he, if if Jay didn't come, how long Kay was in that elevator for? Oh God! <laughs> you know, I know they probably got cameras everywhere, but it's like, you know, what ha- what if Jay never appeared? Jay would be in that elevator for years. Mm, um, nice. So Jay is like, yeah, I, all right, I'm in. Tell, gives him some, you know, give him 
some ultimatums sort of call me kid sport you know these little nick flames and then immediately k goes yeah you can say whatever you want slick you know what I mean? <laughs> like for me it's like brilliant that that bit there is like i don't want to be jay's like i don't want to be called these nicknames and immediately k just goes all right slick brilliant <laughs> and and then you get into the main compound and then there's all aliens and humans <laughs> interacting it's like any fruits or vegetables and there's somebody like like a fucking uh uh oh what's his name from adam's family a lurch figure grabbing some stuff um which funny enough we will see later on um and then jay you know Kay showing him around like the, the different equipment and what they use and then they jay touches like this yellow orb and then it just like shoots everywhere damn near like decapitated two people and bouncing around you see it all, all the all the humans are just like falling around hits a couple of people uh for me and jay's like oh you know stop you know get out of the way and Kay's in the background like oh god grabs his glove and then just catches it which is which is stupid because the, the the thing that catches it is made out of velcro all right gotcha because there's a distinctive uh as he takes the ball off hmm okay yeah and uh, like for me that scene is pretty it's 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 comedic because jay jay knows nothing touch it and it's such a human thing it's like oh shiny thing touch it and then it just just goes mental and then you obviously get um zed coming in then and then you get that famous lie you know it's time uh time to what did he say he says time to suit up i said yeah, what suit like that, yeah, yeah what suit this is the last suit you ever wear and then it goes through like the montage then of yeah um of the uh of the, oh sorry i've skipped a bit what's comedic time in is uh jay's uh initiation in because he goes before this he goes into the compound and he's met with uh military personnel like colonels i wanna and they give him like they give him like all these tests so like the first one is a written exam Mm -hmm. and jay is like (laughs) jay is like trying to like sort all this stuff out jay's just watching everybody and there are you know, uh, what Americans? Why do you have on your test papers a little fucking lip where you have to put your pencil through and break it to open the test papers? Why? I no idea. Why? Are you, if all the questions are the same and there's no written answers in there, who gives a fuck? You know, you're so ass backwards. But all all the military guys are like flicking it the flicking the pens in the air it's like yeah i've opened it look at that <laughs> and then jay does it and he breaks the pencil in half mm-hmm. and then jay's just looking around like oh nobody saw that and then realizes all the military guys are like doing the same technique so jay's like <laughs> trying to write on the piece of paper but he can't do it he can't do it so then he looks around finds a table in the middle of the room that somehow nobody spots 
and then he <laughs> he drags it down making an audible noise disturbing everybody puts it up to his table he's very happy and smiley and he just looks at the military guys goes move it down a little and all the military guys are looking at him going what the fuck is this guy doing <laughs> and then and then they ooh, then they go into a uh firing range right so they go into a firing range and all the all the military guys are shooting the aliens right mm. shooting the aliens and whatnot jay hasn't shot fired a shot yet and then he eventually does and then the simulation ends z comes out goes edwards what the hell happened and he goes hesitated and zed presses a button and there's a little target of a little girl that jay shot in the head <laughs> you know and it's like what and zed is like is that a reason why little susie had to die <laughs> <laughs> and then jay and then jay's jay's give like this explanation and Zed's like, all right, let's hear this explanation. And Jay goes, this little girl is too calm, you know, to be in this situation. Why is she here? And then she lo- he looks at the books and he goes, the books here are not what your standard nine-year-old girl would look at. And Zed's looking at him going, that's very interesting. <laughs> and as soon as Zed leaves, um... Jay looks at, looks at the military guys. Go, that was a great shot, though, right? And all the military guys are like, oh, that's disgusting, you know. Sticking their nose up at him. And they all get taken away by Zed. And K right. stops Jay from entering with the military guys. Because little did Jay know that the military guys are getting their minds wiped because they didn't pass and Jay had passed. So heads got him into the men in black in the first place. Huh. And that's where you meet. Um, uh, that's where you meet then the the little alien guys. Oh, we had the little skinny little dudes. Yeah, yeah the little skinny ones. dudes. Yeah, you know. And then Jay is like, "What the hell is this shit?" You know. And then Kay is just <laughs> catching you like, "Yeah, I'll have some coffee and you know what not casual day in the office." And then we go, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just love how they're just like casually just saying it's just like, ah, they're just fine. It's just like, but this ain't normal. <laughs> yeah, but assigning human interaction knows, like, if you hear that, you see that, you're like, uh, what is this? Where, where are exactly. we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way, if you hear, if anybody hears a lot of sniffing, it's me. I think I've got a cold or something. I don't know what it is. Oh. I, I've had it since I've come back from EGX. Oh, damn. Yeah, so so sorry for sniffing i'm gonna try and sniff out of the microphone a little bit um but then so that bit happens the alien thing happens and then jay's getting his suit then into that and then jay is like yeah i'm ready to go happy days new watch and he says you know i make this look good k is like in the middle of deleting everything about jay because i think that's the one thing about the men in black is that it's a government agency but it's a government agency where you cannot like be identified for anything so your fingerprints get um you know burnt off and you know all your 
identity social security number everything like that gets literally wiped off the face of the map so eventually like you're not even you're not dead but you're you're, you're not alive either you're kind of like a blip sort of like in limbo like kind of like in limbo yeah 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 and then after that then you know the the boys get word that oh uh, a woman in the Midwest uh, or, or near New York somewhere um, has like thinks her husband is an alien and, and whatnot so they go and visit her but meanwhile the, the bug guy is in um, is in the city of New York because he, uh, the alien is here to find something that is called uh orion's belt so it's it's so it's like an orb with mm-hmm. a galaxy in it but nobody knows where it is or where it's come from so you kill so do you know the big lanky dude yes uh he he's one of the guys that gets killed as well as a guy called rosenberg who's a part right. of the who's part of this um royal family uh which we'll discover later on and the bug guy kills them both because apparently the cat why is it always a cat i love cats but the cat is like the key because the cat has the orb around its neck yeah that's right he does have it around his neck yeah so it turns out to be like this big cockroach guy right yeah uh he's chasing a cat all the way through new york and the cat is being protected by a uh, mortician by the name of Lauren, <laughs> who's play- right. who who is played by the wonderful. Let's get her name up here. Oh, why why do these actors have like really complicated names? I'm dyslexic, guys. You know, uh, so, it's Linda Fiorentino. Yeah, Linda uh, Fiorentino. Yeah, Fiorentino, and you yeah. know she's she she's in there. She's in Vision Quest as well, which is quite funny. Oh, nice. There's a lot of people in the same franchises in this movie, and mm. you know, while Jay and <laughs> you know J and K are sorting this out, and then they get word of uh, of the attack. So then they decide, you know what? Let's uh, visit the mortician, and this is where like the uh, the Jay and Lauren storyline kind of kicks in because Jay likes Lauren but Lauren is like uh I, I I don't know about you and whatnot but then they discover like the guy that Rosenberg guy has like the little green alien in it in his head oh yeah and you also discover as well that Jay is very crap at um disco- uh keeping like alibis false names and stuff like that because he mm. lets slip because Dr. Um, K, I mean, Dr. whatever his fucking name was, you know? Mm. Oh, isn't that one where, where K goes, uh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm uh, Dr. something, and then he immediately goes to Jay goes, this is Dr. White, which, mm. <laughs> which in my mind is like, that's quite a funny, funny joke because... It, he's a black he's he's a black man but he's called dr white yeah which is hilarious i think it's i think that's comedy gold and the way will smith looks at him and goes what the fuck <laughs> you know and then it, it turns into this thing then where the the bug guy 
finds the mortician place, attacks the girl, grabs the cat. Yeah. And then the cat escapes, but he also takes the um what's it called? The fucking thing with them, swallows it, and then they oh. go off to the Vanity Fair where you have like this great scene of um <laughs> the great scene of K telling J to remember the, the little red button on the on the gear stick and he tells her to press it, the car transforms into like this uh power hyperspeed machine oh yeah it just like bypasses all the traffic in the tunnel yeah and then jay's not wearing his seat belt so he's being like <laughs> propelled everywhere and, in the car. and he just falls on the <laughs> yeah and he starts standing up and turns up right and then falls down with elvis <laughs> playing in the background <laughs> which is a great scene and will smith Aww. plays that off really well yeah, like that's always been like one of the like key memorable scenes from the movie is literally the scene where the car just transforms, they're in the tunnel, and yeah, he's basically just getting <laughs> twatted around in the car as it goes upside down and everything. <laughs> great. Oh, it's great. And then like even before then, like Jay jumps into the car and he's like, oh, I don't need a seatbelt and be fine. Kay's like, Alright. And then powers it, and then Jay doesn't realise how powerful this car is because to him it's just a a lincoln continental but really do- uh, underneath it, it's like a ford mustang or something which is really rapid hmm. um but then they get to the fair the the creepy guy is like trying to climb up to one of the spaceships because they've got like two spaceships at yeah. the fair which they think they don't work right but then hmm. it turns out they do work it's just we're stupid and we can't figure it out and he checks the girl off the thing and she lands in a tree which is quite melodramatic in itself and the spaceship launches but jay and um k arrive in the car and bring out like the big guns from the boot and they shoot the they shoot the alien ship down dramatic one uh the alien guy then shows his real self, takes him out of his human skin and everything, which is quite disgusting. It's like it's like yeah. pe- it's like peeling a rotten banana. That's the only way I could describe it with shit coming out of it. Oh god, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then it turns out he's a really big cockroach, an alien cockroach, and Kay is like antagonizing him and gets eaten. And now Jay thinks, oh, that's it. Kay's dead. Why not? Jay's like trying to antagonize him and everything up. He's getting his like shit be- beaten out of him. I guess. Doesn't he get lobbed into like a uh, dumpster, which had a lot of cockroaches on it? And then Jay realizes, in a minute, I wonder if I step on one of these. And then steps on it. Yeah, and that pisses him off. Pisses yes. her off. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Is that your auntie? And maybe I could kill your uncle too, and it starts killing them, which is great. It's such a oh. great scene. It's a serious scene, but with a bit of comedy um, <laughs> element into it as well. That's oh, brilliant. And then he gives him that enough time where Jay is like, uh, where Kay, Kay only got eaten because the, the the alien guy had like eaten the um, the guns. So he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I've got to get my guns back. And then he eats the guns. 
Um, and then <laughs> Jay gives him enough time to like for Kay to grab his gun and then like shoots him in half, basically. And they're all covered yes. in like funk and gunk and spunk and everything, really. Just makes you think of that scene in Ghostbusters where Bill Murray was just like, he slimed <laughs> me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, oh, and, and it raised in the background going, that's great actual physical contact. Brilliant. <laughs> I love that. It's like, he's uh, sli- like such a, he slimed me. That's great. Yeah. I feel like that's us in that situation. Like, I'm the Bill Morris. Like, oh, that's disgusting. And you're like, that's great. <laughs> Actual physical contact. Can yeah, you move? Right. <laughs> Immediately, can you move? I feel so funky. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> but then they think the alien is dead. But the alien, uh, the bug, this is the great name for the alien. The alien in this movie is called the bug. <laughs> Yeah, literally, literally just called bug. bug, and the um the bug then tries and eats Jay, I think, tries to eat Jay, but then it gets exploded again, and then Laura and the girl who's fallen out of the tree at this point, yes, holding the gun, went... yeah, holding the gun, she's like, you look like you guys could need some help, and they're all looking at her going, bitch, I'm already fucking wet, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> You know? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. But then they end up back at the agency, all like clean and pristine. Yeah, that, that must have been quite the quick cleanup. That was a quick cleanup, wasn't it? And then Kay is like, you know, I've, I've had my time is done with this agency now. It's time for me to go. And he looks up at the stars again, go, oh, the stars are pretty, aren't they? And, uh, you know, Jay wipes his memory and whatnot, and then you've got Jay, at, which is which is quite funny because it, it, you see that scene, and then you see newspapers falling on the floor, and then all of a sudden, oh, there's Kay with his wife. You know, like oh, and he's been yeah. missing, he's been missing for years, and he's now come back. Which turns mm. out, which turns out, by the way, spoiler alert for number two, it turns out he's just a mailman who got lost yeah pretty much which is quite which is fucking hilarious and and then will 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 smith is like yeah new sunglasses on looks dope and then laura is now part of the men in black going by the agent l and then they just drive off with hot dogs fair enough and then the movie ends and then the the movie pans out with the world through the universe and mm-hmm. it turns out the universe, all the universe is, or our galaxy is, is a bunch of marbles being played by aliens. <laughs> so apparently we live in a marble. <laughs> so if you ever kick around a marble, just remember, you that will. Could be your planet. That could be your planet. Yeah. <laughs> that could be your planet. Um, but yeah, this movie, like, that's just the basic rundown of it. I mean, we yeah. can talk about, like, the funny aspects of the films. Like, like, an, like, I think there was one moment I do remember, and I think it's like when they give, like, Agent J this tiny-ass-looking gun, where every time he fires it, he flies backwards. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, yeah, when they get the, the weapons for the first time, and Kay's yeah. teasing him with, like, the big, the big pistol. And he got and it, Will Smith's like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. And then all of a sudden, Kay just comes with noisy cricket. 
And then Jay is like, I'm not happy with this gun. What the hell am I supposed to do with a pea shooter? And then he realizes, fuck, this is actually a powerful gun. <laughs> yep. That's why they always say, ladies and gentlemen, never underestimate. That's why good things come in small packages. Remember that. Never judge a book by its cover. Never clearly. judge a book by its cover. And you know that. Oh, there's a there's somebody we've forgotten to talk about. Oh, the dog. The dog. Frank the dog. Frank the pug. Frank yes. the pug. And <laughs> yeah. I, I think this is probably one of the most hilarious scenes in the thing. And generally pugs actually like this to happen to them okay when when k is trying to convince frank and frank is like no not now okay frank uh k literally grabs frank and starts swinging him and shaking him and everything <laughs> like that that is fucking hilarious <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, I don't care that that is going to be like the outro thing to this podcast by the time this ends <laughs> right that, that whole entire scene is like like oh fucking great that's rent yeah. free in my head right now <laughs> like the guy that actually does the voice for frank the pug is tim blaney who also did the voice for johnny five in the short circuit movies oh really yeah so that was actually the same guy that did the voice for johnny five in those movies, he's mostly been like a puppeteer for like a load of other movies, like Blues Brothers Two Thousands, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh uh, wait, he, he plays Johnny Five. Oh, he does the voice for Johnny Five. Oh wow, okay, that's awesome. So he, so he provides the voice for Johnny Five. <laughs> oh, that's fucking red for you in my head now. I just want to <laughs> see the movie just for that fucking scene. Oh, uh, great! But like, there's a lot of like. There's a lot of great things in this film. There is mm. a lot. And uh, a fun fact as well. Um, the studio originally wanted uh, Clint Eastwood to play Agent K. Yeah, so they originally wanted uh, Clint Eastwood for the part. And basically, Jones really accepted the role after, like, Spielberg promised the script would improve because when he saw the first draft, yeah, uh, he reportedly said, it stank and just didn't feel like it captured the tone of the comics. Oh, so it was quite interesting how they originally wanted Cleese it would that would have been a fucking interesting movie. Just Clint Eastwood is fucking <laughs> ancient K, but I think Tommy Lee Jones just works better for this role. Yeah, oh, can you imagine? To, uh, see, uh, no, in, in another universe and another timeline somewhere, Clint Eastwood's actually playing this role, and you just think to yourself, hmm. Could you imagine Dirty Harry in an alien film? That'd be fucking great. This is just like, go ahead, make my day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that joke, that would have been hilarious. On on the discussions of like roles that were originally given to someone, but then switched. uh, Originally, Agent J, the studio uh, wanted Chris O'Donnell, a.k.a. Robin from Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. To do the portrayal of Agent J originally. However, the director of the movie, yeah. uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, yep. uh, basically, basically he was uh, told by uh, Spielberg to basically go to dinner with him and convince him to like accept the script. Instead, he took him to dinner and basically then told him to not accept the role, saying that it was not a good director and that the script was one O'Donnell should skip. And Interestingly enough, after that, 
they were originally also going to give the role to David Schwimmer, aka <laughs> Ross from Friends, but he turned down the part. And how they ended up getting Will Smith to be on board was it turned out uh, Barry Sonnenfeld's wife was actually a fan of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Makes sense. And, and Sonnenfeld also liked Will Smith's performance in the movie Six Degrees of Separation. Well, the thing, the thing was, the French Prince of Ballet finished what two years? Oh, not actually, not too long. Like nineteen eighty six, the French Prince of Ballet finished. So this was like a uh, year yeah. out. Yes, yeah, like a year afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it kind of shows where Will Smith. So Will Smith was like this TV, like music and TV star, but then, then it slowly just, transitioned yeah. into into movies because I'm pretty. Sh- Independence Day was I pretty I don't know which one it was I'm pretty sure it was Bad Boys was his, like his first major film and then Independence Day came in and then Six Degrees of Separation came after it and then this yeah like oh no I'm wrong like, no I'm wrong Six Days of, uh, Six Degrees of Separation was a 1993 film so even earlier so even hell. earlier so so we we mm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Brilliant. You learn everything with this podcast when we, when we do it. That's why I love doing this. It's just great. Certainly do. And a bit on the last subject of originally given to role to a character, but then switch was the role of Edgar, aka the bug. Yeah. Uh, two people that were originally offered the role, but then they turned them down due to scheduling conflicts. One of those men was John Turturro, who you may know as Seymour Simmons from the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Oh, wow. And this one definitely surprised me. The second person they offered the role, but he turned down, Bruce Campbell. Oh, fucking hell. Could you picture this in my head? Imagine in a universe somewhere, Clint Eastwood as Agent K, Chris O'Donnell or David Schwimmer is Agent J, and either John Turturro or Bruce Campbell was fucking the bug. That, like, that's that's meant that's mental. In a different universe, there probably is that version of this film. I mean, if if there was such a thing of that existing, I'd be intrigued to see, simply just to see what the fuck Bruce Campbell does. Because usually Bruce Campbell usually has like a load of fun in like sort of like low budget <sighs> sort of like stuff. He always mm. brings the fun. To like eleven every time yeah. he does a role. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine though if Bruce Campbell was in this film? The question I would have is, would he have ended up being in those cameos in like the Spider-Man movies and in Marvel today? That is a curious thought. Now that he's mentioned it, you know what I mean? Because like, obviously, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi are like really good friends. You know, close friends. Very close Dating friends. The, Dating all the way back to the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, it flows you don't know, Bruce Campbell, you know, he was the announcer in the first Spider-Man film. He was somebody in the second Spider-Man film. I'm not too sure if he was in the third one. I'm pretty sure he was at some point. I, he was either a butler or a doorman. I can't remember one and, of the other. And then in more recent times, uh, Bruce Campbell did a cameo in uh, Doctor Strange's multiverse of uh madness as a hot dog vendor in in the universe where the illuminati are 
And gotcha. I'm pretty sure that he briefly is in a cameo in No Way Home as well. I'm pretty sure he is. Wow. Somewhere. So he does get around a lot. Oh, he certainly does. You know, absolutely. And like with the, you know, with the rumors at the moment of like new Spider-Man films coming out through like Sony, you know, with Toby and Andrew, which by the way, hundred percent backing. You know, especially if, especially with the ones with like if Tom Hardy is involved with Venom as well. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, by the way, for, you know, this is coming out on the 23rd of October. And by the time this is out, uh, it would be three days into Spider-Man 2's release for the PS5. I just want to say, everybody watching playing Spider-Man 2 right now, I fucking hate you all. Uh, I, I'm jealous of you all, and I hope you're enjoying <laughs> the game. So thank you. You know, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, there's so many possibilities with this film where you could have turned around and just gone, hey, this would have been... If if it was casted this way or casted that way, then it would have been... Wow. It, can, can you imagine? What... what uh, I, don't, I don't think it would have been... A, I don't think it would have been like a comedy film if, like, Clint Eastwood was involved... I mean, you say that, but didn't he also do a movie with an orangutan? Uh, I think so. <laughs> so, Prob- uh, yeah, any- probably, yeah. I guess anything's possible with Clint Eastwood, really. So, <laughs> I want to, I want to have a look now, Alan. <laughs> Alan, we're not ending this episode yet until I find out. Did <laughs> oh, Eastwood? play in a movie movie with an or orangutan uh he did yeah <laughs> I, I thought he did mantis the orangutan yep i thought he definitely did which Absolutely. uh which is an 1987 film do you know what for the life of me i just want to find that film just to review it on this podcast, see if it's any good or not. <laughs> okay, on the discussion of Sam Raimi, there was another movie I was reminded of, which Bruce Campbell, of course, cameos in as well. A Dark Man. Dark Man. Uh, no, Dark Man. Dark Man. So it's, it's like this uh, particular character that Liam Nielsen plays, as in. Taken Liam Neeson. Oh yes. And there is one scene from that movie that I always find fucking hilarious. And it's basically like he's with his partner. They're in this carnival, and he's doing like this uh, carnival game to win a pink elephant for her. And I think halfway through, after being provoked by this man, he rips this guy's hands off, Mm. and then he grabs the pink elephant, and then he looks at his partner, be like, "Take it, take the fucking elephant." Take the fucking big elephant. And I'm like, seeing Liam Nielsen act like this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, there's so many films. Since doing this podcast, there's so many films I've discovered <laughs> that I'm just like, I-, I-, I need to review these now just to watch. 
Yeah. So just to watch these films, to review them, to see how bad and good. This is the whole premise of the podcast, you know, to find the good, the bad, and the damn right ugly films and, the and TV right show. Obscure. Oh yeah, that was like outrageous. Um, where are we? Oh Christ, we nearly hit an hour now. So, um, no worries. So we'll talk about. I mean, is there anything else to talk about for this for this film? Because if you look at it, okay, this film's budget was $90 million, okay? And in the box office, it smashed the box office by oh, yeah, like, like six times. Yeah, for, for, for six times that, you yeah, know? 589.4 million, jeez. That's, That's crazy. Fucking That's fucking impressive. Like, to go from 90 million to just shoot up to that amount, like, fuck. Yeah and shout out as well everybody knows i like a good soundtrack and i like the soundtrack in this uh hits and it's the music oh. is done by the amazing danny elfman who oh, is yeah. who you know who we all know with like uh the original batman theme and mm-hmm. uh nightmare before christmas as well you know some some pretty good uh you know ties of movies there so we can't really complain with the music oh, cool. so, um I don't know if anybody remembers this, but somebody will. Last point before we rate this, okay? Right. Did you ever, ha- on the VHS version mm-hmm. of this movie, did you ever wait till the end of the credits just to see the music video at the end? Yes, now you mention it. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. The original VHS, wow. Yeah. See, people call our generation uh, degenerates, but we had the best shit. Ever. Like we we had we had that shit before the Marvel movies. So, we did yeah. have the shit, yeah, before the Marvel <laughs> films. You know, we did have that stuff. So it's all class. It's all good, man. Like if you if you yeah. if you knew if you grew up with VHSs, you knew you had like some music videos at the end and whatnot. Yeah, there was always like some goodies at the end. There was always some goodies at the end. Uh, fun fact: If you didn't know, Titanic had a secret scene at the end of Titanic. Do you know what happened? Um, I'm trying to ever remember this or not. Nothing. Everybody died. <laughs> there was nothing. There was no room for a sequel. So. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. But it's true. People are people are hyping up at the moment that is oh, there's a Titanic two coming out. It's like, how are you going to make a sequel to Titanic? The board. What, hit, for, the board hit the lights. Ja- the 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 board hit the life. Uh, the 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 iceberg. It sank. Everybody died. Well, not everybody, but everybody on the ship fucking died practically. You know, what, what, is, is Jack just gonna rise up from the fucking dead? So, uh, yeah, he raises up because sorry, guys, just kidding. You know, like, what the everyone? What, what's he doing? A fucking Captain America, like, he's frozen in time, doesn't age. Jesus Christ, just find his body, like, just frozen in the sea somewhere, and just and then all of a sudden ends up like the six million dollar man, changes his name to Steve Austin. We can rebuild him. Oh, good grief, can you imagine that? I, I know there's a lot of people that's looking forward to a Titanic 2, but if they release a Titanic 2, all right, I will I will end the podcast. I will end the podcast. And I know there's a lot of people out there like, oh, fuck, get it done. No, like, it's never going to happen. If it happens, I will end my podcast. I'll review it first and then end my podcast. Like, I'm, I'm a bit shocked that they're even planning a sequel to Titanic, really, because... 
Spoiler alerts. Um, I found the original movie, for the most part, quite dull, if anything. Oh, like, dude, 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 dude. Like, like I, can't, I can't wait to talk about the Titanic movie. I cannot wait. Yeah, like, I mean, there are some memorable, quotable moments in that movie, like King of the World, Draw Me Like Your French Girls, and even Billy Zane being fucking nuts. But genuinely, initially, when I was watching this movie, I, apart from those quotable moments, I was mostly asleep. Until they hit the iceberg. The iceberg bit is the bit I woke up and paid attention and just watched everyone fucking die. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like everyone's to see the ship launch from Southampton and then everyone's to see everybody die in the ship sink. It sounds morbid. <laughs> that's the whole point. And everything in between, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Alright, Kate Winslet's a really good looking lady. But you know, and then, you know, yeah, you get to see her naked, but who gives a fuck? You know, it's it's like we we're, we're literally waiting for the inevitable. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just want to see a ship sink. It sounds morbid, but that's the whole point, right? <laughs> I mean, why else would you do a movie about the Titanic? Oh wait, it fucking sunk. Oh, let's oh yeah. see how we can do this. Yeah, do I really get? Do I really give a fuck that the, like these two teenage kids fall in love and like you know draw I mean, each other? Eventually, anyway. yeah, <laughs> yeah, draw, draw one draws her, uh, draws one of them naked and then like bang inside of a fucking Austin Seven. Who gives a fuck? Do you know what I mean? Then, like, have you never seen dogging? Like... Have you ever never seen somebody dog before? It's the same thing. I mean, it's on the ship. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just on a ship instead of in a car. That's oh a... god, fucking <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, it's just hilarious how he's like this artist and he's like got her in the, in the little pose and she's like drawing me like one of your french girls oh god this is such cheese fucking ball I, movies hilariously i remember actually seeing someone's basically like edited like the trailer for titanic but they've replaced kate winslet with a cat and it's just <laughs> it's just leonardo dicaprio just <sighs> dancing with this cat and there's literally this one scene where he's just done a doodle of the cat and kate winslet looks at him and is like the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> Oh, oh no! Fucking hilarious. no that, uh, right, I, I'll find a space for Titan. Where's Titanic? Oh, no, no, I'll find a space for it somewhere. I'll probably replace it with something. Maybe. I'll... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll replace something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. No. Anyway, well, that's the Titanic film. Oh God. Um. No, I love the Titanic film. It's great. It's it's a masterpiece. It's what don't make a sequel of something that doesn't need to be a sequel of. It. Yeah, it's a very pointless idea for a sequel. It's like, I've just done the Titanic movie. What's going to happen? Oh, they're going to release another boat and then that sinks. Yeah. Just... I mean, have, you, have you seen Futurama? <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, they I did know. make a Titanic episode in Futurama and the same thing happened with that shit. I, I remember with that one and I think there yeah. was like the love interest of Bender just dies. And... <laughs> yeah. Bender! Um, oh, it's the one where she, oh, it's the one where he collects like a little uh, jewelry off of her. Yeah, and be like, oh, I can still sell this, and then Hermit's just like, oh no, it's fake. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna have a wild ride for the Futurama uh, episode. Uh, I can't wait. I, like uh, the Futurama episode is like season one, and that's in like season two, the Titanic episode. But fucking. But but oh, even really? then, there's a load of like series one episodes I remember so fondly. I know, <laughs> I know. That's next week, right? Let's cap off uh, Men in Black. Yeah. Uh, now before we go on a tangent about other things, um, <laughs> where are we ranking this? Like, I, I like for me, this is a. It's obviously uh, a rewatchable movie. The, the, a timeless, 100%. timeless movie, rewatchable. Um, 
what, what would you give this so let so let's give it a out of the runtime is 98 minutes so it's just mm -hmm. over an hour and a half so out of out of 98 where would you Ooh. rank this fucking hell i mean in terms of just like how to me how memorable the movie is how fun it is to just watch and also a high replayability uh with the movie as well and mm -hmm. everyone did fantastic as their characters as their roles um i'm probably gonna give it in my honest opinion i'm gonna give it a 97 Ooh. out of 98 because i mean i've never believed in like you know perfect movies because there's always gonna be like one thing that's gonna like gripe you with a movie um, wait, wait 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 did you did you not hear the romeo and juliet episode um, i gave actually, that I, I gave that a 10 i i gave that a 10 or a 10 <laughs> that is a perfect movie <laughs> i mean i mean be honest i mean it, it's a great movie and again that's a movie i do remember a lot especially from like english class and secretary school where we literally to like watch that movie when doing romeo and yeah. juliet in my opinion, that's a perfect ten film for what it is. I mean, I like the way how they like tweaked it and modernized it, and it, and they did it in a way where it wasn't shameless or anything. It was done relatively really well, out of respect and everything. Exactly, Both like, and I feel like exactly, and they even kept like some of the um, Shakespeare um, tone of like the dialogue as well, which was again quite interesting yeah again, it's it's a, it's a, it's just william shakespeare just modernized yeah it's literally like a modern shakespeare's tale like every it. everyone's seen the sword player stuff like that let's fuck it let's let's just do guns okay let's, yeah, let's put guns and maybe the occasional shanking yeah yeah <laughs> that as well <sighs> which <laughs> with glass which is like you know like, oh yes who, yes who knew who knew luigi can throw glass fucking hell <laughs> um <laughs> 97 uh oh christ i would give this see now i would give it a perfect score just for the dog swinging fucking scene <laughs> i mean to be fair I'm the not dog doing swing that. was was a highlight yeah for me like that and many others like the gun firing flying backwards and just like i said the scene of the fucking edge car being there's like sugar and water yeah <laughs> i i would i would give it a 90 i would give it a 95 okay. of course high as you but i'll give it a 95 the points i'm deducting for uh sugar water really yes the that's just pure filth and I mean, fair. Uh, and the the plot is where the plot where, where it falls for me where they chase a cat yeah i mean that's probably the only reason i yeah. gave it a 97 <laughs> rather than a 98 was just the whole cat thing i thought it was like eh. yeah and then what was the other thing uh, uh oh the the skinning of the human I mean that is quite <laughs> yeah that's quite grotesque as well so, yeah. so I, I, for a PG movie for a PG, yeah. yeah for a PG 13 12 movie uh yeah uh, people are like really giving deduct points to them it's like yeah I'm a pussy fuck off do you know what I mean like I hate <laughs> fucking horror films um but yeah oh that's awesome dude that's that's awesome um 
yeah, I think I think we've spoken enough now on this. Fucking yeah, film. pretty much. I mean, what else is there to say? <laughs> um, well, well, the floor is yours, my friend. So, um, <laughs> everybody knows who you are and whatnot. And give the people what they want. Go on, give them what they want. Yeah, sure, of course. I mean, if you ever want to like check out, um any form of Sassy McLaren's content through various platforms. I've said it again, but I've said it before, but I'll definitely say it again to anyone that's just joined here now. You can find me at Clarence Sassy on both Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me at Sassy Bay Clarence on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, where I'll be streaming a multitude of different content, where it be video games, art, Maybe the occasional wrestling content. Who knows? But yes, um, you will definitely catch me on all that. And also, like we briefly mentioned earlier, tomorrow I'll be wrestling as part of Falling Star Wrestling's Burning Hearts show, where I'll be competing against Furio for their Limitless Championship in a sassy street fight. So that's def- if you're in the air in the Kingsland area, definitely get a ticket down there because it's going to be a hell of a show i mean there's a lot going on in that show but absolutely it's going to be a wild time could have said it better myself dude thank you very much <laughs> we'll catch, you're welcome you'll catch sassy bear you'll catch sassy bear the next three weeks on this podcast so by the time that by the time next week's podcast comes on uh we'll hear the results of what what happened on saturday so fingers crossed of course um, fingers crossed yeah brilliant cheers dude um good luck for tomorrow um thank you i'm hopefully i can be there um i plan on being there but uh at the moment at the moment yeah yeah at the the moment it's not looking likely uh due to funds and stuff like that because of my egx weekend but uh you know but um if i don't see you if i don't see you tomorrow down we'll catch you on i'll catch you on sunday for the futurama episode so yeah i'll definitely catch you then buddy oh right, but see you in a bit see you in a bit you busy frank sorry k can't talk right now my flight's leaving oh, get your paws off call the pound we got a stray uh the, the dog owes my friend money are killians and bugs frank what do you know i know nothing not a thing <laughs> Rosenberg wasn't some two-bit Archillian. He was the guardian of a whole galaxy. They thought he'd be safe here on Earth. And the bug had other plans. The galaxy is the best source for subatomic energy in the universe. If the bugs get their slimy claws on it, kiss the Archillians goodbye. Ask him about the belt. Rosenberg said something about a galaxy on Orion's belt. What's he talking about, Frank? Beats me. Beats you. They're rehearsing a ventriloquist act. The galaxy is here. And that's it, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in. This was episode 29, entitled Men in Black for the Multiverse of Entertainment Podcast. If you like this episode, like the other 28 episodes that's previously been shown on this on this wonderful podcast of ours, then please... Give us a follow on all our social medias at Multiverse Entertainment Pod on Instagram, Mo Podcast on TikTok. You can follow me at It's That Nerd James on Instagram, TikTok. You could catch me on Twitch as well. I'll go on there a couple of days a week to play some video games. And uh, you can also catch us on youtube as well you can catch me on youtube and this podcast on youtube at 
it's that nerd james on youtube like and subscribe to the channel don't miss anything here give us a review as well uh you can listen to us on audio form on spotify apple podcast google podcast amazon music and much more as well all the links are down below in the description as well so don't forget to check it out and of course uh sassy bear uh sassy bear clarence's uh links will be down below as well as per usual next week we are on episode 30 and we are talking futurama season one and sassy bear is going to be joining me for that one as well so have a good one stay nerdy and let's rock up to the theme song that we love so much have a good one see you next week bye, bye.